Welcome to Talks with Tea Time podcast. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the best sport podcast in the world. Thank you, Siri. That's right. You heard it right. We're back and we're better than ever. Welcome to Talks with Tea Time podcast, where we talk completely sports football, basketball, baseball, whatever you want to hear. We're here and we're ready to give you the best entertainment of your life. So sit back and relax for the next 45 minutes. Welcome to Talks with T-Time, the podcast. What is up, you guys? It's your boy, Tony, Talks with T-Time West. On another episode of Talks with T-Time, the podcast, man, episode three of seven, uh, season seven. If you haven't already, go ahead and subscribe to the podcast page. If this is your first time listening, welcome to the show, man. Follow us on Instagram at Talks with T-Time Podcast and follow us on Twitter at Talks with T-Time P1. What is up, you guys? Um, glad to be back. You know, this new journey that I'm taking with the podcast, man. Really, you know, thankful for all you guys' support. Y'all have really been great. Um, so, yeah, I just want to say I appreciate y'all before we even jump into the show, man. And uh, thank you for listening. Y'all don't know how much, you know, it feels good to hear that people are actually listening to your content and actually engaging with it. So I want to say thank you to you guys first before we start anything. But let's go ahead and jump into the show, man. Um, really, tonight is probably going to be a shorter podcast. We're going to talk a little bit. Oh, excuse me. We're going to talk a little bit of wild card playoffs, you know, this past weekend. I thought it was a pretty weak weekend of football, I'm going to be honest with you. And uh, we'll jump into that. We'll talk about that a little bit. Uh, we're also going to talk about why T-Time does not care for college basketball. That might be another subject that comes up tonight. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about that as well. Like I said, really, this going to be probably a, a heavy NFL uh, you know, week on the podcast, which I think I said that last week. But uh, yeah, pretty heavy on the NFL. You know, we're going to talk a lot about the playoffs and stuff like that. And I'm really excited to go ahead and jump into it. So let's go over the playoffs. Now this week, like I told y'all, I won't really be, I'm trying to kind of refrain from doing the the Chiefs won 78 to 10. This person made this play. This per- I'm not doing any of that no more. Um, but in this scenario, I kind of do just kind of want to give a glimpse of the scores of last week's games, just to give, you know, some context for people that may have not watched the games last weekend. So the first game from Saturday last weekend was the Bengals versus the Raiders. The Bengals won 26 to 19 bills absolutely destroyed the Patriots 47 to 17 last Saturday night, Sunday, the Buccaneers destroyed th- uh, the Eagles 31 to 15. That score is very misleading. The, the Buccaneers literally dominated them all night. Probably the best and only game that was really worth watching the whole weekend was the 49ers versus the Cowboys, 23-17. The Chiefs absolutely dominated the Steelers, 42-21. Once again, another game where the score, is it, it looks closer than what it was. Man, that really should have been like 42-10. to like 10. It was absolute curve stumping. And then the Rams absolutely curve stumped the Cardinals, 34 to 11. So that's kind of the stats for those games last week. So let's talk about last week's games and what I seen from it. Like I said, I'm not going to do too much breaking down the game, but in all 22 type stuff. But 
I think the NFL made a mistake by doing this whole seven seed thing. I really do. Like, I, I, I hate to sound like that old grumpy man, but I'm just being honest, bro. I, I don't see it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, it just really doesn't. It doesn't do it for me. Like, I don't really see. I don't really see the need for the seventh seeds because as you've seen this past weekend, the seventh seeds got pushed around, bro. They got bullied around, bro. You could tell the difference between the number two seed and the number seven seed, and it was large. You know what I mean? So, like, and I'm not trying to, you know, I know everybody's saying, oh, well, it's more football. It's good for us. Woo, woo, woo. The wild card weekend was very weak. It was very bad. I watched every single game, and the only one that was worth something was the Cowboys versus the 49ers. The rest of the game stunk. Like, it was just, it was bad, bro. I think the seventh, the seventh playoff team, it was a huge mistake, I think, by the NFL trying to make more money, which I get it. Everything's about the green. Um, but, yeah, just not really a, a very appealing weekend of football for me. Now, that Cowboys 49ers game was definitely tough. It was definitely a good game. Don't get me wrong. I enjoyed that game. But the rest of those games, and, and the Raiders and Bengals wasn't bad either. That was a pretty decent game, too. But, I mean, we had six games last weekend, and only two of them were good. Like, come on, man. Like, nah. You know what I'm saying? If it was the other way around, we had four good games, you know, two games that were kind of trashed, and that's different. But, you know, it just was not a very pleasing experience with the seven. And really, you could say the same thing last year because the only seventh seed that took a team to the wire last year was the Colts. But besides that, you know, Right now, they striking one for four. Like, it's it's bad, bro. So, yeah, I, I don't know how I feel about the whole seven seed thing. I know they're not going to change it because, you know, money talks, but I don't really care for the whole seven seed thing. So let me get that ran out the way. So let's talk a little bit about the games. Um, You know, Bengals, so happy for that fan base. 30 years of no playoff wins. They finally get that monkey off their back. Um, huge for that city, well-deserved, um, a very hardworking city, a very hardworking organization now um, in the last couple of years. They have did some good things, and they've really rebuilt things pretty quickly in Cincinnati, like the last two or three years. Um, so they're really looking on the up and ups. We're going to jump into some of the games this week um, as well. Uh, just kind of a synopsis of the weekend, man. Like I said, Patriots got absolutely slapped around by the Buffalo Bills. Buffalo was dominant from, like, literally the first play of the game. Like, you could just tell it was about to be a route. Um, Mac Jones got exposed a little bit down the stretch, you know, his rookie year. He got exposed a little bit. He started trending downwards towards the end of the year, um, you know. But, I mean, still probably the best rookie season out of all the rookie quarterbacks. But you could just tell, once again, the Patriots were just, they, they weren't ready for the Bills. Bills really turned it up on them. Um, also as well, you know, you also got to think about the next game that I want to talk about, which was the Buccaneers and the Eagles. Once again, it was just like, like it, you could tell the difference in the talent, bro. Like the Buccaneers was hobbling off the field, half their team hurt and still dominated the Eagles. That score 31, 15 does not reflect how bad the Eagles got dominated in that game. Jalen Hurts, God, I like him. I really do. 
But you got to kind of wonder, man. He's two years in, and the Eagles are still questioning, is he that guy? And like I said, I know, and I've talked about this before. I think I talked about it before on Twitter, man. Like, because of people like Justin Herbert, Patrick Mahomes, Joe Burrow now, because of guys like that, these young players are not really allowed to grow. If you're not the guy in two, a year or two, you're gone, man. You're gone. So I kind of feel bad for Jalen Hurts, but the fact that we're in, he's going into season three now and it's still in question if he's that guy, it's, it's not a good look for his career long term, man. I'm just being honest. I love Jalen Hurts. I'm a Jalen Hurts fan. But, you know, once again, I can understand why people was questioning him after that game because it was abysmal, man. Um, The Cowboys and the 49ers, to me, was the best game of the weekend. Um, 49ers, you know, they did a lot of good things, especially Debo Samuels. He is special. I'm so glad. I hate to jump off on college football. I'm so glad Will Muschamp was his coach while he was at the University of South Carolina because – if they could have found a way to really get that offense moving with Braylon Edwards, not Braylon Edwards, excuse me, uh, Edwards, he's play, Brandon Edwards, excuse me, for um, the Raiders. If they could have got him, they, Debo Samuels and Sha Smith all going at the same time, yeah, Clemson would have. And we had a problem with Debo that one game in, I think, 2018, his senior year, where he went off for like 210 yards on us. But besides that, Man, I'm so glad Will Muschamp didn't know how to coach offense because, man, if he could have, they could have really did damage to Clemson with Debo Samuels and that wide receiving core. Um, But, yeah, on to the next thing, man. Brandon Ayuk showed some flashes. Um, Jimmy Garoppolo, once again, he shows you why he's like a six top 17, 18 quarterback because – he almost choked that game away. Like, I don't think people noticed the last five minutes of the game. The 49ers did not pass the ball. They they did not put that ball back up in the air because they did not trust Jimmy Garoppolo. And I cannot blame them at all. I cannot blame them for not trust, trusting Jimmy Garoppolo. Um, he's just not that guy. He's an all right quarterback. And, you know, he's he's okay. You know, but he's not a franchise quarterback. You don't want to build your franchise around him. He's just not that guy. Um, but that was a great game. You know, once again, Cowboys kind of underwhelming, man. Like, you know, this was a year where the talent aligns with each other and they still did not get it done. They still did not get past a wild card. I mean, this, you know, a very talented team. As much as I hate the Cowboys, I have to be honest. They are they are very talented. Really, in almost every aspect on the field, O-line, they're really deep. Wide receivers, they're really deep. They have a decent quarterback. They have a decent running back core. Defense got very much improved this year. Like, you know, it's 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 really hard to see them again. Well, not for me because I hate them, but it's hard to see them lose again because it's like, man, all this talent and you're not prevailing. Um, I think that's a Mike McCarthy problem. I think the play calling was – horrible i don't know why on with 12 seconds left you run a quarterback draw basically like i i just with no timeouts i didn't understand that that just doesn't make any sense to me like if you're gonna run a play like that it needs to be about 17 to 20 seconds on the clock like like running that just did not make a lot of sense it was just 14 penalties they were just so undisciplined bro like they were just 
and that and that boils back to coaching, like just not being disciplined. Um, still isn't a Chiefs man. Like same thing, man. Like Chiefs just they were head and heels above. I really just wish the Raiders. <laughs> I really wish the Raiders and the Chargers would have just tied because that would have been such more of a better entertaining game because the Steelers just did not deserve to be in the playoffs. Like I love Mike Tomlin. I'm a huge Mike Tomlin guy. But they just did not deserve to be in the playoffs. That team is not good, bro. Like, it's just, it is what it is. You just got to call a spade a spade. And then, um, last but not least, the game on Monday night was a dud. Like, I was glad to see Odell Beckham going off. You know, that was nice to see. Because I was tired of people saying he holding Baker Mayfield back and all that stuff. And I'm glad he beat those allegations. But, you know, it's just kind of like, bruh. Like... It's another blowout game where, and that's another thing too. We got to start questioning the Cardinals too, because this is two years in a row down the stretch. They done fell right on their face. And that goes back to coaching as well. So Cliff Kingsbury and even Kyler Murray too should be in question because it seems like for the last two years, after about week 10, they fall right on their face. And it's, it's ridiculous. So once again, Got to start pulling those two names in the question box. Are they really that guy? But like I was just saying, just I, I did not. I'm gonna be honest with y'all. I did not enjoy. I did not enjoy this weekend of of, of playoff football. Besides two games, I thought the like I said the Bengals and Raiders game was a really good one, and then I also thought that the um, Cowboys and 49ers game was a good one as well. So, yeah, that's basically that. So, let's talk about this week's games. Um, So, I want to jump into that real quickly. I'm going to give a prediction for my games. I'm not going to jump too deep into the whole, oh, you know, I just want to give predictions on these games. So, we got on Saturday afternoon, we got the Bengals versus the Titans. (sighs) Call me crazy, bro. I slick want to take the I, I slick want to take the Bengals in this game. They are a hot team right now that is doing everything right, and that's why I'm like okay. And the Titans have been off for two weeks. Personally, they don't really feel like a true number one seed to me. I'm gonna be honest to y'all. The team to beat to me is still the Kansas City Chiefs. If you put the Chiefs and the Titans on the field right now, I'm picking the Chiefs, bro. Like I like the Titans don't give me that we're the number one seed vibe. And I think this is a very gettable game for the Bengals. So you know what? Call me crazy. I'm going with the upset. Give me the Bengals in this game. I'm gonna say something in the realms of like 28 to 24. Now, probably the best game of the weekend in my eyes is going well, I don't know. That Rams and Buccaneers game is gonna be good too. But the game I'm a lot uh, uh, really intrigued in is, and these teams have met each other a lot the past couple years is the 49ers versus the Packers. Now, let's jump into that. The Packers coming in this game 13 and 4, coming off a bye. Aaron Rodgers is really once again having an MVP year. I mean, he could really make an argument for winning it again this year. Um I, I think, you know, it's going to be cold up there in, in Lambeau. Aaron Rodgers getting some rest. Some of their guys getting rest. I'm going to go ahead and say I think the Packers by double digits. Give me the Packers in this game. 
31 to 21. I still think this is a step of improvement for the 49ers, but I don't think they, you know, get it done. Um, next we have the Rams versus the Bucks. Now, this is like I said, probably the best game of the weekend. Now, this is important. Now, Tampa Bay has a three-point advantage right now, and that's because the game is at home. So this is basically an even game on a neutral field. I'm gonna tell y'all now, I'm taking the Rams in this game, bro. I think it's I think it's Matthew Stafford's time. As much as I think he's overrated, and I still think he's an overrated quarterback, I think it's his time, bro. I, I really honestly do think they're going to be playing in the NFC Championship against the Packers. I really do in Lambeau because the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are facing injuries. Worse, their left tackle might not even be ready to go on, on Saturday, which the way it's looking, he's not going to be going. Uh, Godwin is, is hurt. He's not going to be ready to go. They are facing a lot of injuries right now. I'm taking a I'm taking a more healthy team in this game who seems like they're on a hot streak just similar to the Bengals. I'm taking the Rams in this game, bro. Give me the Rams 24 to 20. Last game of the weekend. Sunday night, Bills versus the Chiefs. I like the, the both these teams are very talented. I'm taking the team with the better quarterback, which is Patrick Mahomes. Give me the Chiefs in this game. The Chiefs are still the team to beat in the AFC. I don't care who's the number one seed. In my eyes, the Chiefs are the number one seed. If they, if the Titans beat the Bengals, I full and, and and the Chiefs beat the Bills, I fully expect the Chiefs to beat the Titans. I'm just not a believer in the Titans, bro. I'm just not, to be honest with y'all. Give me the Chiefs in this game. I'm gonna say something on the lines of 35 to 31. Those are my predictions for the weekend. Now we'll obviously come back next week. And we'll talk this thing up. You know what I mean? We'll, we'll we'll talk this thing up. But me personally, man, I think, you know, this weekend a football will be better. We're seeing some real good teams going up against some other real good teams and talented players and talented schemes. So I'm excited for this weekend of NFL playoff football. Last weekend I was excited, but it kind of let me down, y'all. I'm not going to lie. So this weekend, I'm really hoping that, you know, it's better because last week in, it just wasn't it for me. When we get back, I want to jump into a subject, and we might have even talked about this before. I want to talk about why I am not interested in college basketball. When we get back, I want y'all to tune in and engage in the conversation. We live, man. What is up, you guys? It's your boy, Tony Talks with T-Time West, man. Back at it again with another segment of Talks with T-Time, the podcast. If you haven't already, go ahead and follow us on Instagram at Talks with T-Time Podcast. And then on Twitter, you can follow us at Talks with T-Time, P as in Paul, one, man. Appreciate you guys. Love and support. That's that Gunner So Far Gone Empire. Man, shout out to Gunner for that uh, DS4, man. That thing hard. Anyway, let's go ahead and jump into the next topic of tonight. 
I want to talk a little college basketball with y'all, y'all. Um, I know I said I'm not big on college basketball, and that's why we're here. So I'm going to go ahead and set up Instagram Live because we're going to get on live and get some of our, our people and our audience involved here. So let me go ahead and set that up, and we're going to go ahead and jump into it. So I wanted to talk about this, and, and you know, I've, I've been wanting to talk about this for a while now. This has been a a topic that I've, you know, addressed a few times, I believe, on this podcast. Um, I've talked about how my interest for college basketball is extremely low. Um, I grew up in Charlotte, North Carolina. I mean, Hoop Central, right? Like, North Carolina, that's, that's all they breathe up there is hoops. That's it. Especially college basketball. You have... You know, you have Duke, you have North Carolina, you have NC State, you have uh, Wake Forest. I mean, these are perennial, you know, blue blood programs in the state of North Carolina. And, you know, as a kid, like, college basketball was such a big deal to me. Like, to everybody, to everybody around me in North Carolina, that's just what it was. I mean, it would be ACC tournaments going on and teachers would roll out the TVs, like, and we would watch it. Like, anybody from North Carolina can testify this how it was as a child. So, like, college basketball was a huge and still is a pretty big deal in North Carolina. But there's a few reasons why me, why I haven't been able to get involved with it. There's a few reasons why I don't care for college basketball. Let me get into reason number one. Reason number one I don't care for college basketball is because you're not able to build any type of, I don't want to say relationship because you don't know the players, but like you don't get to build any type of like continuity with the players. Like, for example, when Kyrie Irving went to Duke, he was there for four months. What I don't know. Nothing. Like, how can he even claim Duke? He was there for four months, bro. In college football and other collegiate sports, you get to kind of know the players because they're around for three and four and five years in some cases. In college basketball, most of those guys that are really elite talents, they're there for two days. They're there for two months, and they're gone. Jalen Johnson quit in the middle of the season last year for Duke. You think he can claim Duke? He was there for like ten games. And for me, that's where it's like, it's kind of a problem for me because it's like, for me, it's kind of like I can't really gain a rapport with these players. Like, even though I don't know them, like, personally, it's still good to know. Like, for example, I'm a huge Clemson fan. Anybody knows me, I'm a huge Clemson football fan. I got to know the young man, Trevor Lawrence. I got to know the young man, T. Higgins. I got to know. But in college basketball, you don't know these guys because they're there for two weeks and then they're chucking the deuces. So that's one reason I don't really care for college basketball. It just doesn't do it for me. It doesn't get me going. And I love sports. Anybody that knows me knows sports is my thing. That's what I do. You know, but for me, it's just kind of like, yeah, I can't do it. Secondly, the product stinks. I don't, I don't know why people are trying to hide from this. The college basketball actual product sucks. Like, if you look at some of the games, they're bad, bro. They are not good. The product is crap. 
I remember, I think it was last year, I watched a game between Tennessee and, and Kentucky. Two pretty well-known programs in college basketball. The product sucked. It's just, it, it, it sucked. It was bad, bro. Like, there was not anything, like, good about I was like, this sucks. And I know it was because of COVID and no fans was there. I haven't watched a single college basketball game this year. And I probably won't. Like, because I, it just doesn't do it for me anymore. It doesn't do it. There's no real connection. Third reason why college basketball does not do well with me. And, and I'll say this, and this kind of goes back to point one. In college, and you can kind of say the same for, in a, for college football too, the, the face of the franchise is the coach. In college basketball. Now, you got to think about it. Like I just told you, I come from North Carolina. The two main faces of basketball, you could argue, college basketball has been Roy Williams and Coach K. We, you can argue that for the last, you know what I'm saying, 30 years, 20 years, whatever you want to say. They have been the face of, you know, college basketball, basically. Now, they're both heading out. They're both heading out the door. So now, when you're looking at these blue blood programs, who's really the new face now? We're going to say Herbert Davis is the new face of, of, of college basketball? Like, what, what are we going to say now? John Snyder, the new Duke coach that will be the new coach next year, he's going to be the face of – there's no really key faces of college basketball to me. I know people are going to say, oh, well, what about Bill Self? What about Tom Izzo? To me, bro, they were like the second tier. They, they, they're up there, but to me, I feel like it was Coach K and, and also as well, you know what I'm saying, Roy Williams. Those two were the faces. I'm going to tell you another reason I don't care for college basketball. And this is probably a little bit of regional bias. The ACC stinks. Yep, the past two or three years, the ACC yeah, I don't watch college basketball, but I keep up with it. The ACC stinks. Duke is the best team in the ACC right now, but they can even get beat any given night. North Carolina, and this go really this is nationwide. The Blue Bloods have fell off, bro. The Blue Bloods, Kentucky, Kansas, North Carolina, Duke, all of them have took a fall. When you last year have freaking Texas Tech and Baylor and, and teams like that in, in the – and no, no disrespect to those schools or nothing like that. But when you have teams like that in the Final Four, I know things have changed. I know things have changed. When you have teams like Texas Tech, uh, I know Baylor was in there a few years ago or either last year. Uh, you know, when you start seeing stuff like that, you already know the game has changed completely. We, we don't have any blue bloods that are elite anymore. That's another problem with college basketball for me. I can't get into it. I just can't. I've tried numerous times. I even like, I, I've tried. I've tried numerous times to get into college basketball. And I, I just can't do it, y'all. I can't, I can't do it. It's just hard, bro. Like I, I the product sucks. You can't gain a connection with anybody. 
The coaches are the face of the franchise, which I kind of understand because that's kind of similar to college football. And, yeah, it's just, yeah, it's not it for me. The Blue Bloods are not good anymore. Like, everything seems to be kind of like watered down in college basketball, which is probably the main reason I don't care for college basketball. I don't care for it. I've tried my hardest, but I just I don't care for it. See, Jamel said it right here. I get what you're trying to say. It's no real connection with players in college basketball. Exactly. Everybody's gone after three months. It's over. Everybody's gone on about their business. And look, I'm all about brothers getting their pay. Like, so don't think I'm saying, no, nah, they need to stay around for six years. That ain't what I'm saying. That is not what I'm saying at all. Hey, bro, if you ready to be... You know what I'm saying? Drafted right out of college first year. Do you, man. I'm happy for you. But I think they need to do a rule. Like, look, bro. You either going to come here for at least two to three years or just go straight to the league out of high school. They need to change that, bro. The NBA need to change that. That's real. The last time I enjoyed college basketball was when Zion was playing with Duke. That team... And I don't even care for Duke. I don't even like Duke. I actually despise Duke. But they were so exciting to watch. That was, what, 2019? That was the last time I watched a college basketball game. Like, like seriously. Like I said, I watched Kentucky and Tennessee, I think, last year. But that was the only game I watched last year. So, to me, the college basketball brand has died. Literally, it has died. Um, you know, that's that's just me. Um, hold on. Alex asks, so do you think it's best to enter the draft even though you run the risk of uh, uh, injuring yourself basically within the first, you know, two to four years? Honestly, bro, like, to me, man, and I don't know if your question is saying coming straight out of high school. Hold on, let me read this again to make sure you say, so do you think it's best to enter the draft even though you run the risk of injury during two to four years? I mean, yeah. If you, if you want the money, if you want the bread, then yeah, I mean, you know what I'm saying? You got to take that risk. But me personally, what I'm saying is if you are going to college to be a student athlete or whatever the case may be, you need to be on – I feel like in college basketball, if they want to gain some type of stability, you know what I'm saying, they need to make college basketball players stay at least two years – and that the player may not be a high pick depending on the player. Yeah, I mean, like I said, all of that, all of that depends, bro. All of that depends. All he said, college, my bad. Oh yeah, you good, bro. Yeah, all that stuff depends. Like all of that is just it depends on the situation. Like for example, Zion, bro, one year he shouldn't even have suited up. Like I'd have been gone. Really, I would have said, look, I'm sitting out this this whole year at Duke. I'm going on to the league. But what I'm saying is he shouldn't even been able to enroll to Duke. That that's what I'm trying to say. Like, it should have just been him straight out of high school. They gotta change that rule. The NBA and, and the NCAA gotta work that out. They're gonna have to change that rule because it's literally ruining the game of college basketball. Because, like I said, I don't even watch anymore because of that. They don't really there's no continuity. It's new player, and then you add the transfer portal in there on top of that, it's really gonna get murky. So College basketball is declining, and even in North Carolina, bro, it's declining. Like, I even, like, I be on Twitter now, and people don't really be talking about college basketball like that no more because it's steadily doing this. And y'all can't see me on the podcast, but it's steadily going down. It's going down, bro. 
And it's going to continue to go down if they don't change the way, you know, things get done. It's going it's gonna to continue to go down if they don't change, you know, how they're processing everything. Because to me, that's what's really lost my attention with college basketball. I, I don't care for it because of those reasons. Until they fix that, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's going to be a long road for them. It's going to be a long road for them until they fix those problems. I say they got to get the, the, the people like me back in on college basketball because it's a lot of people that share these same opinions that I have. They're like, yeah, I, I feel you. I'm 100% with you. So that's just my own personal take on it, man. I just had to let y'all know why I don't listen. Like, I don't watch college basketball for those reasons. It's not that I don't want to entertain the sport. It's not that I don't want to report on it. I would love any sport I get the chance to report on, I would love to do so. But it's just, I'm going to be honest, like I told y'all in my introduction, it's hard for me to fake the funk. I just, I'm not really good at faking it. Like, I really care about that sport, and I know I don't. And those are just, like I said, some of the reasons that college basketball seems to be on the fast decline and why a lot of people are turning off college basketball because it's just it's not worth watching. So, anyway, thank y'all for letting me kind of vent there to y'all. I appreciate it, man. Listen, if you haven't already, go ahead and subscribe to the podcast. If it's your first time listening, thank you for listening, man. We're picking up a lot of followers on TikTok, too. I think I'm at, like, almost 1,900 followers on TikTok right now, and we just started TikTok with the podcast, like, recently. So follow us on TikTok, too, at Talks with T-Time Podcast as well, same as the IG. When we get back, let's go ahead and jump into... Some Panthers talk. We're going to talk about this whole OC candidate thing, and then we'll end it off for the night. We get back. Let's talk a little bit Panthers. What is up, you guys? It's your boy, Tony T-Time Westman, back at it again with another segment of Talks with T-Time, the podcast. Man, if you haven't already, go ahead and subscribe to the podcast if it's your first time listening. Thank you for joining us. And also, as well, if you can follow us on Twitter at Talks with T-Time P1. And then also, as well, you can follow us on IG at Talks with T-Time, the podcast, man. And also, as well, TikTok. I just told y'all I'm picking up a lot of... A lot of traction on TikTok, man. I'm pretty sure some of the listeners are coming over here. So, shout out to TikTok, man. Follow us at Talks Tea Time, the podcast there. So, let's jump into the last thing of the night. Let's talk about the Carolina Panthers. The most depressing thing to talk about. <laughs> oh, okay. So, the Carolina Panthers are in search of a... Offensive coordinator at the moment after firing Joe Brady in the middle of the season this year um, after the bye week, which still doesn't make a lot of sense to me. But anyways, um, you know, basically, you know, they are interviewing a lot of candidates right now. And I'm going to be honest with y'all, man. It's it's a bunch of lame ducks, bro. It, it's, it's, it's really a bunch of of lame ducks. It's, it's really not, you know what I'm saying? It, it's it's not a good list, man. Like, 
Scotty Montgomery, for you EC fan, ECU fans, don't 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 drop the, you know, don't don't get too upset. But ECU is still paying for his sins right now. Mike Houston is just now starting to turn them around. Um, he was interviewed. He's the Colts running back coach right now. He went on a second interview. And, you know, normally when you get to the second interview, there's possibly some promise with you getting the job. Um, Scotty Montgomery was the first guy to get a second interview. Today, Jay Gruden, uh, the former Washington, you know, football coach, he was granted a second interview that was in person. Um, once again, a guy I really would not want personally. That's just me. Um, ben McAdoo as well was reached out to for a first interview as well. Um, once again, a retread. He was at the Giants OC. He did pretty good there when he had Odell Beckham. Then he was their coach. He stunk up the joint. And then now he's been so pathetic, he has a consultant, quote-unquote, job with the Cowboys. So he's not even the OC Kellen Moore is. Um, Mike Groff is another name that keeps getting brought to the the, the, the front here. With uh, He's the Colts wide receiver coach. Worked under Frank Wright also as well. I'm guessing him and Matt Rule have some type of relationship as well. Clint Kubiak, former Vikings OC who was just let go not too long ago. Um, he is on the line as well. He's also, y'all know, the son of the the other Kubiaks. Uh, all the Kubiak family, their whole family is in coaching. So this could be a ploy, and I'm praying to God this does not happen. From what I'm hearing, Clint Kubiak could be a ploy because they possibly want to get, um, what's my guy's name? Cousins, Kirk Cousins. They want to get Kirk Cousins to Carolina. I'm not a big fan of that, but whatever. Luke Gretzky is another guy um, that is like a passing game coordinator. I believe he was with the Texans. I could be wrong, and y'all can correct me on that. Or no, I'm getting him confused with Tim Kelly. But Luke Gretzky is a passing coordinator coach and a, a quarterback coach. Um, he's also another option. He's Aaron Rodgers' quarterback coach. Thank you. Um, so, you know, once again, another lame duck. And I think probably the best option on here, Tim Kelly. Tim Kelly, who is, you know, formerly the Texans offensive coordinator. Um, I think he would be probably the best pick out of all of these, to be quite frankly honest with you. Um, but I want to bring up a few more things. I just want to bring up some of the candidates' names just so y'all can get an idea of what's happening. Y'all know what's happening right now? Coaches do not want to come here for one year. These OCs are guys that are desperate. Scotty Montgomery, no offense to him, and he seems like a nice guy. I've heard great things about him as a person. He is a desperate man for a big-time job. Clint Kubiak, desperate man for a big-time job who just got laid off. Ben McAdoo, desperate man. I don't, Jay Gruen, desperate, desperate, desperate man looking for a job. These are the guys that the Panthers are interviewing, bro. These are the guys. These are the guys. Come on, man. The writing is on the wall. Pep Hamilton, born in Charlotte, grew up on the west side of Charlotte, 10 minutes from the stadium. He didn't even want to come home. 
Pep Hamilton didn't even want to come back home to Charlotte. David Tepper. The writing is on the wall, man. The writing is on the wall, man. Matt Rule is not the guy. He's not. The L.A. Rams coordinator that they were talking about at first, he don't even want to talk to Matt Rule. Pep Hamilton, he didn't even, they, they asked him for a Zoom interview. He said no. A Zoom, and now he, he didn't even have to come back to his hometown of Charlotte. He said, nope, I'm good. I don't want no parts of that. I'll stay in Texas. I'll stay with Houston as the OC. When you have Matt Rule, who's probably going to be fired after the first seven weeks of the season, I think. I think by week seven or eight, he's going to be gone. When you have Sam Donald, the worst starting quarterback in, in the NFL right now, the worst, who's going to want to come play? Only desperate people are going to want the job. Like I, 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 I just have to be honest. Only desperados, wimps, punks are going to want this job, bro. Because this is going to be their last chance probably. Scotty Montgomery, you think he's getting another OC job anywhere else on the face of earth? No. He's getting this. He's getting a possible chance at this OC job because he's from Charlotte. He's from Shelby, which is about 45 minutes outside of Charlotte. And he's a familiar he's once again kind of goes back to the same thing he's familiar with the area ask ECU fan do you want Scotty Montgomery to be your OC ask them how that went in Greenville North Carolina ask them how that went Jay Gruden I'm not going to say the stuff that he's alleged of doing you want that as your OC like let's be real here this is a bunch of BS and Matt Rule is trying to save his job, but with these OCs, it's not going to do it, bro. Your best bet is the guy from the Texans. He's probably your best bet. So that's that. It's just kind of sad when a guy like Pep Hamilton don't even want to come back to his own hometown. Like, that, he didn't even want to get on a Zoom interview. That's pretty embarrassing, bro. He didn't even want to get on a Zoom interview with you. David Tepper, this is on your hands. This is on you. And you can already see what the path is going to be for the next year. Because when that rule fails and you have to end up firing him because the, the hot seat is going to be on you at that point, you're going to have to start the rebuild all over again. No coach wants to come here, and I don't blame him. Listen, man. This is a shorter podcast. We didn't have a lot, a lot to jump into tonight. Thank y'all for y'all love and support, man. Enjoy y'all's weekend. Be safe. Um, watch these good playoff games. Hopefully they're better than last week. Appreciate you guys' love and support. Continue to support the page and the channel. Hey, man, retweet our posts, man. You know what I'm saying? Post us on your Instagram, whatever, man. Show love, man. You know what I'm saying? Appreciate you guys. Love you guys, man. We will be back next week.